Hello everybody and welcome to this weekly update. Now we're on weekly update 103 which is just an amazing number. Next week we're actually going to be hitting the two-year anniversary of me doing these weekly updates and what I'm planning to do for that next week is another live stream and anybody that's on the live stream on YouTube will actually be in the chance to win a small prize. So I've got a small prize that I'm paying for myself. It's totally not associated to YouTube or Microsoft. It's entirely coming out of my own personal budget, but I'm going to be giving away a prize to people who are on the stream. So definitely make sure you are on the stream next week. And um, yeah, make sure you're joining in because I do have that small prize to give away for anybody that is on the stream. Now, I wanted to start this week's update off with an update of some of the videos that I've actually been releasing on this channel. So the first video I want to talk to, to you about is the Ubiquity Unify video that I did. So I recently upgraded all of my networking to Ubiquity Unify in the house. And I've done a video showing you the layout of how I've set up my Ubiquity Dream Machine Pro and the two access points and the switch that I have. Um, and just showing you how I managed to do that and figure out the cabling and everything. So definitely check out that video if you're into that and if you're maybe looking for some inspiration in terms of your networking at home as well. Now, the other video that I released is actually a short, so YouTube short videos, if you haven't checked those out, they're small 60-second uh, videos where people can use the portrait format um, of filming a video and just talk to the audience about something. I did a, a short video um, explaining what the AZ700 exam is, which is a new um, Azure certification focusing on networking. So I've been experimenting with these YouTube short videos and having a look and seeing if I can use them to help people in short time frames. Now the third video that I released this week is actually something new so slightly different from what I've done in the past so I actually revisited a video that I recorded about a year ago talking about Azure Migrate and how you can use it to assess your physical servers. What I found with that video was that lots of people were asking questions about certain things that I'd done inside that video that I originally recorded so what I've actually done is I've sat and watched the video and recorded some additional commentary and added some extra points into the video based on the the comments that I've received and um, so yeah check it out let me know if you enjoyed that kind of format if you like me revisiting those kind of videos and if it helps answer some of the questions that you have in the background so yes trying something new and trying different things within the channel and seeing what people enjoy as well um, I see that Chris is on the live stream, so ha uh, happy for joining us. Thank you, Chris. Um, nice to see you there. Um, today, we've actually got some strange weather here in Scotland. You might hear it in the background. Hopefully, it doesn't kill off this live stream, but we've got lots of thunder and my phone is going crazy with some lightning strikes um, being nearby. So fingers crossed maybe for some lightning and some thunder because I do enjoy that personally. Now, on to this week's news in terms of what's been happening in the Azure world and also in the tech world. So this week we saw the Microsoft Teams um, team announce that they have over 250 million monthly active users using Microsoft Teams, which is a phenomenal amount. So fantastic. And congratulations to everybody involved in making that such a successful product that we probably all have used at some point over the last couple of years during this pandemic and virtual meetings. We also saw the launch of Windows 365, which is the virtual PC running um, Windows 10 on Microsoft's cloud. 
it was officially announced on, um, I think it was Tuesday this week. Um, there is a demo available, but I think that demo has been suspended at the moment due to high demand from everybody, but definitely something to check out if you're interested in that virtual desktop space. Now, in terms of what we've seen with the Azure world, we have some announcements to talk about. We have a couple of general available um, announcements to talk about. First one is Azure Migrate. So at scale, Azure Migrate can do software inventory and agentless dependency analysis on your VMware virtual machines. And that's actually went generally available. So you can inventory the installed applications roles and features and perform that dependency analysis on any Windows or Linux machines that are installed inside your VMware environment. Um, so definitely have a look at that. Um, it can do up to a thousand servers concurrently with that new feature. So again, exciting to see that happening. Now, another generally available feature that we have is Azure Backup now supports archive tier for backups of SQL Server in Azure virtual machines. So this is exciting where you can look to actually retain your backups for a longer duration in a cost-effective manner. So using that archive tier, you can look at um, being able to retain them get, with much less costs, to be honest. Um, and you can also look at actually um, restoring from that archive tier as well using the simplified integration approach. So exciting things there to be able to enable you with backups and actually save some money as well. So this is slowly rolling out to all the Azure regions. It's not quite right in all of the Azure regions at the moment. Some regions have it in general availability and others are seeing it still in public preview, but check it out, check out the regions that you're, you're needing it in and see if it's generally available in there. But as the team say, they're, they're slowly rolling this out to all of the Azure regions as well. Now, in other news, I saw some interesting news around um, how much the UK government are actually spending on computers that are keeping old systems going. So a report found that the government spends, the UK government, sorry, spends about £4.7 a year on IT across all departments. And over £2.3 of that actually goes on patching systems. And some of those are actually dating back to 30-year-old systems. So I think that's kind of phenomenal um, in terms of what that is and what the challenges that IT department is actually having to deal with. Um, it looks like the Home Office, which is the, the department that looks after immigration and security and law enforcement here in the UK, um, are actually still relying on 12 legacy um, or older systems as well. So despite repeated efforts of trying to retire them, they're having some issues. So I think that's something that we probably all are, can relate to, that the UK government are struggling with some of these legacy systems as well. So I know it can often be a challenge to get rid of some of those legacy systems because of the dependencies or the lack of knowledge around some of those legacy systems. But having legacy systems inside your IT department means that you are, can be exposed to security threats much more if, than if you're running um, systems that are up to date. So quite interesting that that's an overburden or a burden for the UK government at the moment um, in terms of what their IT spend is. Now other things that I saw in the news, um, we're actually seeing a lot of uh, increase in thieves stealing GPS equipment from farms here in the UK. So I think it's costing about 2.9 million across the, the, across the board for farmers to actually replace the GPS systems that people are stealing from their tractors. Now, GPS systems are something that farmers use when they are large scale farmers to help them plan out what's happening with their fields, maybe even to do some um, auto steering of their tractors and their equipment to help maintain the highest yields that they can from um, driving tractors. If you've ever watched um, 
Jeremy Clarkson's um, farm program that's available on Amazon, um, you'll know that it can be quite important to drive straight lines when you're harvest when you're drilling crops and harvesting them as well, as trying to plan out where your tram lines to allow other vehicles to come into the field without spoiling your crop can be. So GPS systems can be quite important for farmers, and to think that they're losing um, out on that because thieves are being able to you know target them and steal that is quite worrying as well for everybody involved. Now, other interesting stories that I saw was um, Dixon's Carphone, which is a company here in the UK, um, I believe, and they sell things like electrical goods for your home, so your fridge freezers, as well as your mobile phones, actually used um, artificial intelligence to come up with their marketing slogan for last year's Black Friday. So they had a, a, a phrase that they came up with that actually did really well across the board in terms of their marketing. Now, what they are saying is that the artificial intelligence threw out lots of suggestions that potentially their copywriters couldn't come up with. But they're saying that copywriters and you know, marketing people shouldn't be fearful because they started the ball rolling. They started to input some of the data into the artificial intelligence model that pushed out the ultimate marketing phrase for them. So you're still needing those copywriters to be able to start the ball rolling and maybe to assess which one will actually do quite well. Um, so, But interesting to see that artificial intelligence is creeping into other um, regions and other areas of people's businesses. And maybe that marketing slogan that has drawn you into buying something has actually been came, come up with from an artificial intelligence bot or algorithm as well. Now on to the last bit of news um, I wanted to highlight is um, a conference that I actually took part in um, last year, the Nordic Virtual Summit, um, is actually having a second edition. So they're going to be running another one in November. So the 10th and the 11th of November this year, the Nordic Virtual Summit will be happening. And they're going to be posting some updates about what's happening around that. They, I think they just announced it today that it's happening. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on if you're looking to attend um, some conferences. This is still a virtual conference as far as my way to. But, yeah, it was a good conference last year and I really enjoyed presenting to it. Now, I think that's all the news I wanted to cover off this week. Thank you for joining me. Hopefully this was useful. Um, and please do um, join me next week um, where I'll be doing my two year anniversary of these weekly updates. And I'll also be doing a giveaway for anybody that is actually um, live on the YouTube stream with me. So hopefully we'll see you then. Cheers, everybody.